Welcome to the best things in life podcast with Kevin Hamoki. Okay, and uh, welcome back to another episode of the Best Things in Life podcast with me, your host, Kevin Amoki. Uh, this is my podcast. Uh, this is your first time checking out the pod. The way this podcast works is uh, I pick the best thing uh, in any given subject. Today, I'm talking about the best 90s kid show. I am a child of the 90s. Uh, but tomorrow, I could be talking about the best kid to come out of the 90s. I don't know. I'm... I might be one of the top 10, thousand, you know. Uh, other than that, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, thank you. Thank you again. Uh, if you could also do the social media stuff, like, comment, subscribe, share, post, tweet, whatever it is. Um, or wait till the end and see if I deserve it, you know, because maybe that's how social media works. I don't know. I'm just doing a podcast from my car if you are watching this uh, i do my podcast from my car and if you are a um if you're a regular you know that i usually do my podcast from my uh 09 mustang and i usually do it do it during the day uh, unfortunately my 09 mustang has a uh busted alternator and i'm um, currently it's currently in the shop you know, um, when I called to ask, you know, of, of an ETA of when I could get it, the guy simply said, well, you know, because of COVID and because of uh, how the world is right now, uh, it could be two weeks, could be two months, could be two years. And I was like, oh, 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 is, is that how the world is now? We just, we just, you know, we just, just up in the air you know there's there's no there's no uh no no one knows what they're doing anymore we're just we're just up in the air you know and uh i mean i I wasn't that you know i always treat my dealerships and i treat my mechanics i treat anybody that's dealing with my shit well you know and hopefully they come through in the end and if not i will take my business anymore but i don't because uh they, they this particular place treats me pretty well but uh yeah i had to make do uh, I had to make do, so I had to get my dad's car, which is a disgusting, um, I don't even know what year it is, but it's a Chevy Orlando. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck you call this thing. I mean, I'm looking at a speedometer thing or whatever, the center console, and it says average vehicle speed is 37.6 kilometers. Pathetic. And I know that's my my old man driving, but uh, it's pretty pathetic. Um, other than that, I got to say thank you for letting me take his car. I I also had to work tonight. I am coming off an eight hour shift of driving in the city of Toronto. Uh, at this time, I am not able to disclose the details of my job. Uh, just, just, just to let you know that if you are in Toronto, there's a chance I might've seen you. That's all I, that's all I, that sounds really creepy. That sounds really creepy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm currently doing my podcast in my dad's car. At nighttime, it's 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning, coming off a Friday shift. 
Um, yeah, and it's dark, and uh, it's fucking weird. It's just, it's just, it's just fucking weird. I'm in, a, I'm in an empty mall lot. I don't expect people to come. That's the thing. If you've listened before, you know sometimes I go into these places expecting nobody to be around, but there's always going to be a fucking weirdo. You know, I mean, it's 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning, you know. Oh, it's cop cars. I think I'm going to. No, they're pretty cool. Cop, cop sh- it's a Chevy Orlando. What would they want with this car? Anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I do the podcast for my car. Uh, and, uh, you know, every other Sunday, new pods come out. And Fridays, I got clips. So I didn't want to m- miss a deadline. Uh, I, I believe in this podcast. I believe in you guys. I believe uh, in the people that are listening and watching this uh, do so because they either feel sorry, which, you know, thanks, thanks. Or they uh, or they genuinely want to see this fucking wreck of a man and where it leads to. This podcast is basically this podcast is basically the plot line of the movie. Uh, falling down with Michael Dog Michael Douglas, where he has a really bad day and just goes ape shit. Except for me, each pod just gets you just reveal that I'm I'm going slowly insane. I'm slowly breaking down. I mean, the fact that it's what two a.m. on a Saturday morning, and after an eight hour shift, I'm doing a podcast. I'm uh, I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm on edge. I'm on edge. Maybe it's the caffeine that I drank today, you know, maybe maybe it got to me and whatever. But I really wanted to get this pot out for you guys. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about the 90s today, the 90s, because uh, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, we're, we're, we're kind of in a the 20s are, are looking like a bullshit decade. You know, I don't want to call it too soon. I know we're heading into 2022, which is fucking weird. Um. But it's starting to look like a bullshit decade. I mean, without getting into the politics, and obviously I try not to say the word coronavirus anymore because maybe it gets flagged. And, you know, when I do these videos on YouTube, I think I think right now if you mention the word, you get, I don't know if you get demonetized or whatever, but I don't have an opinion on it. I just know it's a thing that's happening, you know. <laughs> uh, Tor- I mean, in terms of Toronto, you know they're 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 now going to be enforcing mandatory vax and uh, all that shit. But uh, I'm just trying to live my best life. Where wherever this shithole leads, wherever whatever pit where we're going down in terms of the world. I mean, yeah, you got the shit. In, you know, Middle East starting up again or f- finishing. I don't really know where that's at standing. You got economies coming up and down. My I bought Bitcoin a while back. It's starting to come back up. But who knows? It might fall down again. So, yeah, I mean, either way, either way. And I I hope you on the other end, whoever you're watching, I hope you realize that, listen, time is like a fucking ocean. We're going to have some good times and some bad times. But the best way to deal with it is always trying to make the best of it, no matter what time of the wave you're in. I know that doesn't make sense. But if you rewind this part and slowly play it forward, maybe it'll make sense. All I'm saying is, is that, uh, um, no oh fuck, I I don't want to really work say ums and uhs anymore. But what I'm saying is, is that, um, move like 
shit times eventually end. And this this shit time that we're dealing with right now in 2021 is going to be whatever. And you know what? Maybe back, maybe eventually we'll be able to look back at it uh, with rose-colored glasses and be like, man, remember how cool the 20s were? Where we thought the world was going to end? You know? <laughs> Hopefully we're in the 30s and then, you know, we're, we're thriving. But if not... If we look back and be like, oh, man, the 20s were actually way better than holy fuck what the 30s are going to be like. But anyways, um, yeah, I uh, I uh, I wanted to talk about the 90s because the, the, thinking about it, just just thinking uh, there's a lot going on in my, in my life recently. Uh, I had a uh, falling out, as they say, with a longtime buddy from the 90s. You know, we, we went all the way back to the 90s, but uh yeah, recently, you know, he, uh, I don't know if he's listening, if he's listening to it, you know, you know what you did, but basically, and I, listen, I, I, I know people, and I've even said it to him, but people, people come and go in your lives. Uh, people do change their wants or needs, their values and all that shit. Uh, viewpoints change and all that. Um, other than that, yeah, I, you know, I, you don't expect these things to happen. Friendships, to, like I usually, I usually think that friendships go. You know, once you pass that five, because like, you know, the first four years, you guys figure out like, do you guys like each other, or whatever. I usually think that after five, but yeah, I don't know. What well, what happens is, I mean, this particular situation, he just, he just, his his life changed. Obviously, this pandemic has played a factor, but his life changed. My life, you know, we go in different paths, and it just wasn't congruent anymore. It was uh, what. Uh, uh, what's that shit called? Uh, amicable. I don't know what it is. It's, it's basically when two guys fight at the age of 30 over a certain subject. And, you know, we decided, listen, if, for the both of us, uh, you got to do your own thing. I got to do my own thing, you know, because we don't fuck with, with each other's things anymore. No, this isn't a gay couple. I'm just saying that's what it was before. It's not anymore. But, yeah, it got me really thinking about the 90s and how, how, how shit, you know, in the 90s, that's when I was making friends. You know, that, that's when I, when you're going out, meeting new kids, doing activities and whatever. You made friends. It was so fucking easy to make friends. I feel right now trying to make friends is like, especially now with, with the polarization. Like, like dude, you, you, you meet somebody immediately if you call them like a he, her, whatever, he, ha, whatever, and then they don't agree with it. Boom. That's, that, you know, whatever. Or. You know, you you meet somebody and they're they're conservative. You're fucking lefty, or you're lefty, and whatever, or they're vaxxed, unvaxxed. There's like so many fucking barriers right now. You know, when when you know back in the day, it used to be like, hey, listen, man, you want to do the same shit I'm doing? Yeah, we're fucking friends, right? But now it's like there's so many fucking lines dividing people. I I don't like it. I I, I don't I don't like where it's going. I don't like what it's doing to people. You know, especially, I mean, I'm seeing it now firsthand, the people around me, you know, and and it's getting really fucking weird, you know, right? I think, I think at the end of the day, uh, just don't, just don't go into things with uh, preconceived notions, you know, go out there and have a good time and people that want to fuck with you are going to fuck with you. And when I mean fuck, I mean like hang with you and, you know, do the things you want to do. And if they don't, don't don't fuss, right? Just focus on the ones that do want to, right? You know, but also be open. That's my thing. My my thing is, 
like I said, as the older you get, you're going to notice people come in and out of your lives. Life happens, man. You know, maybe pe- people got whatever. My my life's always open. My, my, my door's open. But anyways, yeah, rambling about the 90s, you know. The one thing about the 90s, though, is uh, it got me thinking, like, it, it, it was actually... Being a kid of the 90s, you took it for granted. You, you know, I always thought that, you know, Saturday morning cartoons were always going to last and, you know, being able to go do whatever the fuck I want. And as I, I still live to this day, I try my hardest to do whatever the fuck I want in within reasonable responsibilities because we know that money runs the world and uh, there's other factors that, you know, determine. But I try to do the things I want to do and I enjoy doing like this podcast. The fact that I'm doing it at 2.30 in the morning. You know, because I enjoy it, you know, and I enjoy the feedback. If any of you guys want to, you know, uh, suggest uh, where to get an 09 alternator for my Mustang or uh, I don't know. I don't know. Don't don't judge. the. Listen, if you're watching the video, don't judge this one by the visuals right now, because I it, they are better in the day. I'll admit I'm in I'm in a parking lot right now. I mean, I, who knows what's going to happen? I could get jacked. This could be the last fucking thing. Listen. I mean, I, I am in Scarborough, Toronto, which is a rough neighborhood. Here's the thing. If if this is my last words, if these are my last words, I just want to say that uh, I wasn't here for a long time. I was here for a good time. And uh, I like lamp. No, I don't, imagine if that was my fucking last word. No, I, um, I, uh, I, I just like... Um, I just like having a good time, man. I one of one of the things with this whole pandemic has made me realize, and I don't know why people don't realize, is that every one of us have limited time. You know, you can buy time with maybe you know taking care of yourself and being safe and precautious, but at the same time, we're, we're, we don't know when it is going to end. And I think it's a we got to find that balance. There has to be that balance of risk and also living your life and being safe and all that stuff. And everyone's going to have their own whatever, but. I think at the end of the day, you got to let people live their life. You know, I want to fucking, I want, I, I just want to do things I want to do with the people I want to do, you know? So I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyways, back to the nineties, back to the nineties. Hopefully there's no drug dealers and I am driving a Chevy Orlando. So if I have to get out of here quick, I don't think I can do the job with a Chevy Orlando. Nothing against Chevy. I mean, I'm a Mustang guy. I, I, there's certain Chevy vehicles I do like, like the Chevy Chevelle or the, uh, I think that's pretty much the only, and the Impala used to be cool. The Impalas used to be cool. Um, but yeah, Camaro, eh, go suck a dick. But anyways, um, the nineties, the nineties, I think, I think the nineties are honestly, the only time you really want to go back. It's the only... Okay, what I'm saying is, is that if you had the opportunity to time travel, if you were going to time travel, you never want to go past the 90s. Here's why. Because, okay, look, just, just straight off the bat, if you're a woman... You you probably don't want to go past, I don't know, they they were still being their wives in the seventies, right? So you probably don't want to go past the seventies, right? 
the 80s, you guys were like starting to become like, you know, independent business women wearing those, uh, those football shoulder, uh, uh, fucking power suits or whatever. So, so yeah, for a woman, may, maybe the seventies is as far as you want to go. Uh, if you're a person of color, don't really want to go past the sixties, you know, it's a bit rough on you. And I mean, in, in terms of history, it's been, I mean, obviously geographically speaking, but yeah, if you're a person of color, you don't want whatever, right? Eighties. I think you guys started to, you know, become rappers and, and sports stars. So I think, I think, I think the eighties would still will be a thriving spot for you. But, but, but the 90s in particular were, were the best shit for, I think, everybody. You know, white men were still white, powerful men. Um, women were, were, were now, you know, they were able to balance the, the career and be a powerful businesswoman. I don't know how they did it, but I think they, they, they were doing it, you know. Um, uh, people were... I mean, if you look at the music that we were listening to, most people were gay. I think everybody in the 90s was gay at like a certain point. Like, I mean, dude, S Club 7, I listened to that shit. I listened to uh, Right Said Fred, <laughs> right? So, so like, yeah, like, like a Macarena, that, there was a little bit of gay in that. So I think, you know, even though we, we didn't have the LGBTQ, T L M N O P whatever it is now, we we had f- flavors, whatever that means, you know. And uh, I think the the '80s were a bit rough for certain people, right? Uh, unless you had a coke, like yeah, that's another thing too. Probably, 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 if you went back to the '80s, I know, I know, if I went back to the '80s, I would have had it. I would have, oh, I would have fucking dug in. I would have, I would have developed a big coke ad- uh, addiction. I would have gone to fucking Miami. I would have fucking partied it up. I would have, dude, I just watched uh, Cocaine Cowboys in Miami. And let me tell you, uh, I'd fucking work for for, for uh, the Falco brothers or whatever they were called. R- run run boats, go to jail for maybe five years, but stash away. See, that's the thing. The, because of the, the, the immigrant mentality that these guys grew up in. Uh, yeah. They, they, uh, they, they, uh, they, they 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 always they always blew it in the end, right? But I feel like if I went to the '80s, I would I would fucking th- uh, thrive, because I would I would go in, make my money, and then fucking dip, right? I would go in, uh, you know, maybe do a little bit of time, but then come out and then have those investments and monies all ready to go, right? So then I could just live off the land, maybe move to fucking like. What wherever the coolest spot in the '80s was, but yeah, I think uh, yeah. That being said, the '90s as far as '80s, you had AIDS, man. You were probably going to be a coke addict or AIDS or AIDS. So no, the, as much as I love the '80s and the music and the vibe and and all that shit, uh, I, I think for a lot of us it might be a little bit of a pit trap, right? But that being said, I think generally safe. The '90s were generally safe up until two. Well, yeah, no, the '90s was generally safe. You know, yeah, I know there was like the Bosnian war and, and and shit like that, but dude, Clinton wasn't thing. He was getting head. Dude, this is when presidents were getting fucking head in the White House. So 
I gotta say, I gotta say the 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 nineties is definitely as far back as you really want to go. I mean, hey, listen, if you want to travel back to ancient Rome and become a fucking gladiator food or whatever, or if you want to travel back to the, the pyramids and see the aliens build it and then watch them fucking nuke you, go ahead. But I think in terms of safety uh, and nostalgia, I think I think I think the nineties is is as far back as you really want to go, you know. So with that being said, let's talk about some kids shows from the 90s, shows that I personally grew up on. Uh, Maybe some of you grew up on as well. Uh, Listen, man, nothing better than coming home after a hard day of being fucking, you know, sick in your schoolyard, you know, coming home and popping on a fucking kids show or a teen show. I mean, I know, you know, there were teen shows, but they, you know, but. Especially, I, I'm I'm pre- predominantly sticking to like the kids, right? Like I'm talking, you, if you were in the '90s and you were between the ages of five and under ten, right? That little sweet spot. I mean, once you get into the teens, there were a lot of teen shows as well, like Boy Meets World and fucking Fresh Prince and all that stuff. But I'm talking about kids, fucking just turn off your brain while your parents are making dinner and just shut your brain off and watch this show, you know, and, and enjoy it, you know, you know, it was a good balance. Cause back then we also did go out too, but every so often you'd be like, no, I'm going to stay in and watch a fucking episode of dragon ball Z and try and fucking turn super saiyan by the end of it, you know? Um, but yeah, the, the nineties, the TV shows and kids shows. Uh, so the way I'm going to be going about it is I'm going to be, I am going to be picking uh, 10 of them. Uh, I think when it comes to... So a couple of factors is obviously the the length and the run, right? You know, uh, when when something was good in the 90s, it stuck around, right? Mm-hmm. It had a good run. Uh, obviously, you know, I think, I think content, right? You know, these shows had to also be entertaining, but also a little bit, you know, socially you know maybe teach you something at the end of the day you wanted to watch a show um that well especially kids shows you want to show that the kid can maybe learn something or like maybe be inquisitive about or like kind of kind of work the imagination of a child right you don't you don't want just 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 i mean then there are shows you know where it's just you know fucking blow this up blow that up and shut the brain off and all that shit. But you wanted a show that was a little bit engaging, right? So I added shows that that, that had a bit of a cultural impact on our on me and other kids in the 90s. Uh, we're also going to be going with a bit of ratings, right? I, I uh, Here at the Best Things in Life podcast, we rely on uh, ratings from uh, IMBD, IMBD, because uh, we find Rotten Tomatoes to be a little rotten sometimes. So we're going to be using IMBD scores. And then lastly, I'm just going to talk about certain facts and at the end of the day uh like highlander which was also a tv show in the 90s uh there could only be one there could only be one you know so let's get into uh let's get into uh ah, almost dropped that let's get into the best uh tv shows of the 90s and the way i'm going to be going in order of uh when they first appeared right no there's no there's no there's nothing special again or whatever uh, so again, we're going to be doing, uh, kid shows, kid shows, right? Shows for kids that were big in the nineties that 
you probably seen and probably love, and maybe some of them are still around today. So the first show I'm going to be talking to is is one of the most historic, not just only kids shows, animated shows, uh, late night shows, whatever or whatever you call it. I'm talking about The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Uh, the Simpsons uh, came out in 1989 and today still running after 32 seasons. Basically the same the same amount of time I've been around, there's always been uh, a Simpsons season and TV show. Uh, the show ended up also having 706 uh 706 episodes which is like just it's, it's ridiculous right uh imbd scored the show over at 8.6 uh the thing about the show is that uh so okay a couple of facts is that it's the longest animated sitcom and american primetime series ever so far right uh the there's it ended up it ended up uh having a bunch of sequel like you know, a couple of TV specials, like the Halloween specials. Then you had, you know, the movie, that eventually thing. And apparently they're talking rumors about actually doing a, a movie. And the, the reason why I added it to this list was in the 90s, this show. What you got to you got to remember, Family Guy wasn't around American Dad, whatever South Park, you know, so some of the big heavy hitters today, they weren't around. The Simpsons was cutting edge. Because it was able to entertain the entire family. Mom, dad, the kids. The kids were there for the animation. The adults were there for some of the humor that was, you know, went, went over, you know, the, the the kids' heads. So it was able to find this niche, you know. And it was on Fox TV when they were just starting out. So it really put them on the map and look where they are now. So The Simpsons really was a cultural and today is a, a cornerstone of, of, of television. You know, you, you in terms of, you know, the greatest of all time, Simpsons is always going to be in that list because of what they contributed to the culture of television. Right. Uh, what else did they have? Um, 34 primetime Emmy Awards, 34 Annie Awards and two Peabody Awards. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, the show, the show is critically acclaimed. Uh, funny. I Like I said, the 90s were particularly bad. Think, I, mean, I mean, look, right now, you know, the. When you when you run for so long, jokes either have to get reused or maybe themes are just a bit too safe or whatever, right? I mean, and not only that, but with the competition of like Family Guy and uh, South Park and all that stuff, it's almost like they're not the cool kids on the block anymore. But you got to realize that they're, they're, the Simpsons is basically like the Beatles of of television, right? They 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 they've, they've had a, a crazy career uh, spanning. And really shaped the, the the world of television, you know, and animation and kids show, right? Because this this is the reason why this show was special. Again, kids would watch it because it's an animation show, but adults would stick around because the jokes were for adults too, you know. And that's very that's a very hard thing to do, especially with kids, because you don't want to be saying cunt, fuck, piss, shit, you know, in front of a five year old, you know. So anyways, The Simpsons, I you know, obviously off the bat, one of the greatest shows of all time, heavy hitter, right? Uh, the next one is uh, another, another long-running one. Uh, I'm talking about Rugrats. 
Basically, it's about babies. Uh, the Rugrats, which ran from uh, 1991 to 2006, had nine seasons, uh, 172 episodes. IMBD gave that a 7.4. Uh, this one also spanned a lot of movies, games, a lot of whole bunch of stuff. They also had the spinoff series, which eventually was called, I think, All Grown Up. Um, Rugrats gained like 20 awards during its 13-year uh, run, including uh, four daytime uh, Emmys, six Kids' Choice Awards, and its own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Dude, in the 90s, the Rugrats was the shit because, dude, I mean, it... it like like the Simpsons, but particularly it grabbed kids' attentions hard, uh, and it was Nickelodeon's uh, Nickelodeon's longest running uh, cartoon until SpongeBob SquarePants came along in the late in later uh, I think in the ninety nine or something like that. But yeah, the Rugrats. For those that don't know, the Rugrats is basically a show about these babies, these 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 kids, literally, and Tommy Pickles and his, and and his friends, and. It revolved around, you know, and he had a little bit older uh, cousin Angelica and all that stuff. And it was basically about these kids' adventures at home and, you know, them trying to solve complex family issues and and, and, and all that stuff. You know, it was almost like uh, they, they also took inspiration from, like, uh, there was a movie called Who, Look Who's Talking Now with uh, John Travolta where the babies are the, what do you call it? The, the babies are the stars of the movie, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, but the show, the show also was f- special because it dealt with a, like, like it introduced a lot of like new ideas about parenting and also about being a kid. Right. Like, you know, like, I mean, I, you know, there was Chucky's dad who was like a solo dad. So, you know, you know, in the first time you'd be like, oh, wait, dads can be alone and do the job as well. Like, yeah, yeah. And then I think there was a lesbian mom or no, there was. The twins had a mom who was like the head of that. Like she, she looked like she played like she wore the pants, and the dad was kind of a like a beta kind of cucky kind of dad or whatever you call it. And you know, and then Angelica's mom was like a power woman and all that stuff. Stu, uh, P- Tommy Pickles' dad was like this, this kind of like inventor, and uh, so like, and then you had the grandpa who 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 was like kind of this like. Yeah, man, it, it it had really it had really like special characters that that were different that you you didn't see before, right? And it opened up into you know it, it wasn't where the Simpsons were it was the nuclear family with extraordinary extraordinary. Oh, wait up! No, not a cop car, just a random fucking guy driving to the weed store at three in the morning. Anyways, yeah, uh, no, the 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 show had um. Yeah, the, the the show had like these unique characters. It wasn't the nuclear family like The Simpsons, uh, so it really presented things in a different way. And it, it opened up the minds of kids of like, hey, people can come from different walks of life and have different families and different family stories, but we can all be kids on adventures. So yeah, the Rugrats, um, dude, big big in the nineties. Uh, the next one is, uh. The best adaptation of Batman, I think. I'm talking about Batman, the animated series, which went from 1992 to 1995, two seasons, but I believe it was, uh, yeah, 85 episodes. Uh, IMBD gave this one a 9, 9 out of 10. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the best Batman adaptation, uh, 
from the comics ripped out the voice by Kevin Conroy is iconic. You know, I mean, listen, you know, all the actors who have played Batman up and too far have done their little thing, but Kevin Conroy as Batman goes together like uh, peanut butter and jelly, you know? Uh, but there was also a lot of, yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker was the Joker, you know? Uh, and, yeah, what else? It had four Emmys, had the spinoff Batman Beyond and all that stuff. And the show, so the show really was, so for those that don't know, the, the Batman, the Batman animated series, and eventually I think it became Batman and Robin and all that stuff. But the Batman animated series was a very, because this was coming off the, because at this time, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman had already appeared, you know, which was, in, I think, in 89 and all that. And uh, when this one came along, it took the influence of that because Danny Elfman, who did the who did the music for uh, um, uh, Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, also went over and did the theme for that, took the dark notes of it, but also gave it like a more of a detective. Whereas, yeah, where where Michael Keaton's Batman was, you know, the dark stranger vigilante thing uh the tv show dealt more with like a detective show him trying to solve crime you know him trying to solve a problem and and all that stuff and it you know it showed showcased more of bruce wayne's character as this you know there's this, this, this playboy slash philanthropist slash you know mystery man and all that stuff so the show the show was very i you know what I, if you're looking back it was more mature but I mean, it was Batman, right? It was Batman, so it 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 was really yeah. I don't know. It was really cool. Uh, again, I think it's the best adaptation of of Batman in terms of not live action, but just 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 taking it from the comic books and putting it onto uh, TV film or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it, it won a lot of awards. The voice acting on it was perfect. Animation too. So I remember Batman. Yeah, that, that's the one that you usually wanted to watch at night because, you know, it felt more, you know, real and more, you know, you know, more you were more engaged. You know, you almost felt like you were Batman. Uh, the next one is probably the most educational one I have on this list. The most educational I'm talking about. I think there's a reboot coming up as well. I'm talking about the magic school bus, the magic school bus with Miss Frizzle and her kids. Uh, this one went from 1994 to 1997, four seasons, uh, 52 episodes all in all, uh, 7.8 on IMBD. Uh, and the show, the show, the show revolved around Miss Frizzle and her magic school bus and her children or the class, the children in her class. And Miss Frizzle was like this uh, voiced by uh, actually Lily Tomlin, who else? I think, yeah, she won an Emmy for, for voicing Miss, Miss Frizzle. And the show was basically revolved around this quirky strange kind of you know teacher or whatever uh who 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 infused and and how most teachers should infused fun and adventure into a learning lesson right by using a magical school bus you know the bus could be turned into anything you go into your body you go and you could become a dinosaur it it could become whatever it wanted because magic Okay, and I I never really got to the reason why it had magic. I don't know if they ever did an origin story. Maybe they'll do that. There were rumors, I think, that Elizabeth Smart was going to direct and make one. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But, um, yeah, the, the, the show was really was really special because, uh, you know, and, and it was diverse. I mean, you had kids 
they literally went like, you know, they had the Mexican kid, they had the Chinese girl, Ralphie, the Italian kid. I think he was Italian. He looked Italian, you know, and then you had the black guy and then you had the, uh, like, they literally filled the diversity check mark and all that stuff at the time. And I think now they're trying to turn Miss Frizzle into lesbian, which I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But they're again, at the time talking about the new, the, the old one. Uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they, they filled a lot of boxes, but also, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they presented certain topics, you know, in a fun matter. Like they went to the, you know, dinosaur period, Cretaceous period. And I know that from watching the show. Right. And they went into Ralphie's body when he was sick and they, you know, they went to the guts and the stomach. And I remember there was an episode where like, if you chewed gum, you, the gum would be in your intestines and would actually last there long because, you know, the chemicals that it's made out of, you know, and, and yeah, again, presented in a very fun way. And then later on, you would, you would learn this in school and be like, oh, yeah, just like that on the Magic School Bus episode. So, yeah, I, I think the Magic School Bus really did a, a, a fun way of maybe not necessarily hitting you with too much knowledge, but at least getting you to like, oh, that's an interesting subject, you know, or whatever. And then also be entertaining and funny too, and all that stuff too. So, the Magic School Bus definitely, definitely a, one of the hits of the '90s as a kid. Uh, the next one is my personal favorite. I grew up watching this like a fucking, and I bought the toys and you know posters and all that shit. Especially, I this one I'm gonna admit primarily. I'm a little bit biased. This this one's primarily gonna be for the boys, okay. And I'm talking about Dragon Ball Z. Not Zed, like some of the Canadian teachers tried to tell me. It's Dragon Ball Z. No, 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 no. It's Dragon Ball Z, and his name is Goku. And, um, yeah, Dragon Ball Z was from 1996 to 2003, nine seasons, 291 episodes. A lot of them were just basically Goku getting powerful. Um, and IMBD gave it an 8.7. Uh, and it, so the show was so for those of know, it was based on a, a manga, which is like you know a Japanese comic book. Uh, this was an anime, which is a Japanese animation. Uh, the show had basically like different sagas, like you know there was the Majin Buu saga, Cell saga, or whatever. And the, uh, it was also the sequel to the original Dragon Ball, which was like an anime from the eighties, which dealt with Ko- Goku as a kid. This show dealt with him as a father, but also, you know, finding more about his heritage and, and a super saiyan. It was, it was fucking amazing. Uh, but yeah, the, the show, the show spanned uh, a whole bunch of, you know, video games, merch, spinoff movies, DVDs, Blu-rays, all that stuff. But the show basically, so for those who don't know, the show basically revolved around, there's this guy named Goku uh, one of one of Earth's best fighter. You soon find out that he's from another planet, and he's what the, the people call a Saiyan, a Saiyan, right? Um, and he basically eventually goes to different worlds. Battle. The whole show was basically about getting fighting somebody more powerful, learning from the failure of the first fight, him training to become better, and then ultimately kicking their ass in the end, right? And what did that teach the kids of the 90s? That you can be at the top of your game, but somebody can come around, kick your ass, and instead of turning over and being like, oh, no, that's that's all I can do, you fucking go into a fucking power chamber 
work your fucking ass off and then come back as a Super Saiyan 3. Okay? That's what that's what it taught the kids of the 90s that you got to go in, do the work and become a Super Saiyan 3 or 4 or the one with the monkey that was in GT. But yeah, it, it was a show about getting your ass kicked but overcoming especially if you're good and jacked and can do the Kamehameha. And listen, the culture of the show had a big impact, especially of my generation. Like, I, dude, I see guys right now that go to the gym and they have, like, the Dragon Ball Z fucking get-up with the Dragon Ball Z shoes and all that shit. And I respect it. Because I, I remember, dude, there were a lot of fucking kids back in the day that were trying to go Super Saiyan. For those I don't know, Super Saiyan's when you, like, try to jack up your your aura or your power and you go blonde, you know, and there was a lot of kids that were just screaming in the schoolyard being like, ah, ah. and then, you know, the bell would ring and be like, oh man, fuck, I didn't turn super saiyan. I'll, I'll do it next, next recess. And they never did. None of my friends ever went super saiyan. If you, if you went super saiyan, let me know and show me a video. Please send me a video of you going super saiyan. Um, Yeah. Dragon Ball Z, I mean, this was for the boys. It kicked ass. It was about fighting, you know. I think there might have been an R-rated version, too, where they were fucking, but yeah. And then there was a lot of episodes, filler episodes, where it was just him getting jacked up. Eventually, you found out, you know, eventually they they, they redid the series. I think it's called Dragon Ball Kai, where they cut out all the fillers. But you know what? I enjoyed the fillers. You know, a 30-minute episode of him just fucking screaming, right? But anyways, Dragon Ball Z, definitely for the boys. And if you were a girl who liked it, let me know too, because it was a show that was really testosterone heavy. You know, lifting heavy shit. Oh, maybe, yeah, you stayed for Goku's abs. Anyways, uh, the next show I'm going to be talking about is one of the weirdest characters, but it it picked up. I'm talking about Dexter's Laboratory, which uh, went from 1996 to 2003, four seasons, total of 78 episodes. IMBD gave it a 7.9. A couple of notes. Uh, it was a three Annie Awards with nominations for Primetime Emmy, four Golden Reel Awards, and nine other Annie Awards. Uh, so, yeah, Dexter's Laboratory was basically a show about a kid genius uh, who conducted experiments, trials, and adventures in his bedroom. Uh, but he would always get foiled by his snotty older sis, Dee Dee. And her parent, their parents were completely oblivious or whatever. And he had a rivalry with, I think, a kid across the street or whatever. But uh, I believe this was, yeah, this was done by, this is one of the early shows done by Cartoon Network, which eventually would become like, like I mean, now now they, they had, they're big, but back then they were literally so, you know, the shows that, that, that they, they had to come out with were like had to be hitters, right? And Dexter's Lab was just, it, it was just, it was like an odd show. I remember there was an episode where he fell asleep trying to learn French and all he could say was omelette de fromage, omelette de fromage, omelette de fromage. And it was hilarious because the next day at school, I remember just going to school and everyone was like, omelette de fromage, omelette de fromage. It's like we learned that shit because of the way it was done. And that's what I'm saying. The sh- these shows that we watched as a kid influenced us and, you know, led us to do stupid shit. But, yeah, Dexter's Laboratory, it was really, it was really, uh, you know, and later on, I think other shows similar, like Powerpuff Girls 
and all that stuff. But Dexter's laboratory, um, not the first time that the kid genius idea had been played around. There were, you know, Doogie Howser. I think it was more in the eighties, but, uh, no, it, it was, it was just a really entertaining show, you know? So anyways, the next one I want to talk about is one that kind of reminds me of how I grew up as a kid from the inner city. Now I just grew up downtown Toronto, you know, young, uh, no, Sherborne and Bloor for those that are curious. Um, I'm talking about, Hey Arnold football head. Hey Arnold, which was from 1996 to 2004 had five seasons, hundred episodes, 7.6 on IMBD. And the story revolved around Arnold, a football headed shaped kid growing up in, they never really clarify. It was a fictional city, but a lot of people say it felt like Brooklyn. It was a, you know, there were a lot of like vibes of Brooklyn, New York, or like one of some people said maybe even Seattle, but, but it was, you know, in inner city kids, they went to like PS 13, if I remember, but they, uh, it was, it was about this kid that, that you know, he lived with his grandparents. Cause I think his mother either died or whatever. There was, there was a lot of sad, there, there was, a, there was a lot of fun stuff with the show, but there was a lot of like, the show hit you with like a lot of real heart. You know, he lived with his grandparents. I think the grand, or I think just the grandpa, I think the grandmother ended up dying or whatever. And, you know, he, you know, he had his best buddy, Gerald, who was a black, black kid or whatever. And then he had this uh, girl slash bully Helga who liked him, but also like would beat on him. Right. And it was kind of like, really, Cause then, you know, at that age, there were a lot of girls that were like, they didn't know how to express themselves. And boys obviously were just oblivious because we we're busy playing with our toys. And these girls would, yeah, just beat on you. You're like, oh, what the hell? You're being an asshole. Meanwhile, that that's kind of how they express themselves. And now if they beat on you, it's a whole for a whole different reason. Um, but yeah, I think Hey Arnold uh really, really kind of like explored the world of the inner city kid. I mean, you know, up until that point, you know, you had shows with the new again, like the nuclear family. And all that stuff. But Hey Arnold was really interesting because, again, single, you know, kids that didn't grow up with their with the regular family setting or come from conventional, you know, you know, the white picket fence life. I'm talking about kids that just grew up poor and whatever. And, you know, the adventures that they would get into. Right. Or the adventures you could get into for from that point of view. Right. And it was good to see that represented on TV. Right. Because, I mean, from my point of view, it was like, oh, man, this is, this is like a story from. You know, like that that I had just growing up wherever, right? But maybe for somebody that grew up in a different neighborhood or whatever, they were like, oh, wow, I didn't know kids had football heads. So anyways, <laughs> that's Hey Ar hey Arnold. Almost said Hey Arthur. That's the next one. The next one I'm going to be talking about is Arthur, which went from 1996 all the way to 2021, 25 seasons. It just recently ended. Um, dude, I remember watching Arthur, so many episodes of Hey Arthur, uh, 253 episodes. IMBD gave it a 7.3. Arthur was basically an aardvark, came from a nuclear family, mom, dad, little sister, uh, DW, and I think they had the baby too. And it was just basically him in, in, in this community, uh, and class. He had a teacher, Mr. Ratburn, and it was just basically the adventures of this kid. And just learning life lessons, um, uh, be, be being being Arnold, right? And he was like this nerdy kid or whatever, but he just would go on these ventures with his friends in in this town. And 
you know, I know the show also introduced a lot, like a lot of celebrities would come in, you know, and all that stuff. But the show was just like this really like it was like the world they, they created, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the, there was Muffy, the fucking uh, rich, rich bitch. And then Francine, who like, I think kind of like Arthur, but she was like a tomboy. And then Buster, his best friend, who was like a rabbit who was kind of nerdy or whatever, more nerdy than Arthur or whatever. Right. But it was just, yeah, it, it, the show the show dealt with like a lot of important issues, like, you know, different different family races, you know, people with a, a dyslexia, cancer, diabetes. Like it got heavy on a couple of episodes, but it always tried to give it like in a light way. Like this was a part of life. And as a kid, you know, we maybe if you maybe if you didn't personally experience it, at least when you watched it on the show, you could now when you did have to, you could be like, oh, it's like that episode of Arthur. Right. Uh, it also encouraged, you know, uh, reading relationships with the family. What else? What else do we have here? Oh, yeah, it's the longest uh, running children's animated uh, second to The Simpsons, of course. But yeah, it's, it, it went on for so long. Can't believe it. 25 seasons, man. 1996. Um, but yeah, the show, the show really. Yeah, it, it I felt like the show almost felt uh, filled in the, the hole of. Because I think I think. Mr. Rogers kind of came. came I, I know he should, I obviously watched Mr. Rogers in the nineties, but I know I I don't know when he went off off the air. But I felt like Arthur kind of carried that same, you know, about like talking about like important subjects and feelings and vibes, but with a kid's point of view and a kid's uh, lightness, right? You know, we didn't want to get heavy shit. So I think Arthur really did a good job of 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 taking that mantle and just kind of like being able to talk about the heavy stuff but as a kid you know and, and as a kid can take it right you know and i say hey that's the theme song uh the next one is just i mean this one and then recently there was a movie and it's still going on this is this is possibly the biggest fucking cartoon of all time uh, I am talking about Pokemon. Got to catch them all. Pokemon, which started in 1997 and to this day is still running 18 seasons. I know they changed things around. You know, it's a little bit different. Um, this one has one of the most episodes of all. Again, those animes and those Japanese, they know how to, they pump out fucking anime. And this one has a total of 1,156 episodes so far and counting. Um, 7.5 on IMBD. Yeah, the show. So for those that don't know, Pokemon. And listen, they've spun. They've they've had so many spinoff in video games and and it's all stuff. But the main story behind uh Pokemon was there's this guy named Ash 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 Ketchum who went around in in, in this world where there's monsters. These little uh fluffy. There used to be 150, and now there's like a thousand. I remember when there was 150. I remembered them all. Charmeleon, Wartortle, Mewtwo, Tentacle, Aerodactyl, Amonite, Slowbro. I remembered a, a lot of them, but I remember after they, they started going to like 350 or like a thousand, I was like, fuck this, not, you know, whatever. But anyways, in the 90s, I was involved heavily. I bought Pokemon Blue for my go Game Boy. I played Pokemon on my games. And then when I went home, I watched Pokemon on TV. Pokemon was everywhere. In theaters, I think in 99... They had a movie that came out, and I went to the theaters and I watched it. 
Pokemon was everywhere. Every and there were trading cards, which nowadays some of them are going for ridiculous amounts because nostalgia and all, right? But yeah, Pokemon was a fucking phenomenon. Still is today. To the, I mean, you know, recently there was a movie, Detective Pikachu, right? Whatever. There's still like, like, like it's it's just this really interesting because because I think of the mo- the you know the mo- the Pokemon monsters. There's different personalities, and I feel like, you know, you, because there's so many, you could identify with like a certain Pokemon. Like if you were if you were a sleeper and a fat fuck, you were probably like, uh, there was a guy named Slowpoke, or whatever, right? But yeah, or, or you know, if you're like a water guy, or if you're a if you're a fire, or if you're a plant guy. But yeah, I think I think the thing with Pokemon is because there's so many characters, right? I mean, in all honesty. They 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 chinsed out even on so there was Ash 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 Ketchum was this guy and he had his he teamed up with like another guy named Brock and then eventually Misty and they would go to like these different towns and villages and adventures but they'd always run into the same nurse and the same cop woman they re they they eventually got like oh yeah there's twelve sisters and twelve sisters like it was fucking like they just reused the animation but. Because they knew that at the end of the day, it wasn't about the character, the, the human characters. It was about the Pokemon and their stories. And listen, when you have when you have the ability to just make as many Pokemon as you want, you can make an episode on just one Pokemon. So think about it. They 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 created something where, oh yeah, we can do a thousand Pokemon easy. We can do one for each episode, and we can keep keep on going and milking that fucking cash cow known as kids in the 90s and now that those 90s kids are grown up we're gonna fucking pay top dollar and they even remember recently they had that game pokemon go where they told people dude i remember when pokemon go came out i got it i was doing security at the time a whole bunch of guys got it we just started walking around catching pokemon it was like what are we doing here we're go- we're going to real places trying to catch Pokemon. I I know it's still going to strong. Uh, it was crazy because then you could battle people. Fuck yeah! So Pokemon is just a, it was a phenomenon, and still to this day it is, you know. So yeah. Anyways, those those are the top ten when it comes to the best uh, kids show of the nineties. Before I do, I want to mention the sh- other shows as well because I know, m- m- like I said, I I don't do the the favorite. I I, I try to pick the best. In terms of fitting in the parameters that I've set, but these other shows definitely were were ones that were my favorite. Maybe they they were yours too. So let me just go through them. You got Sailor Moon, Street Sharks, Gargoyles, Beast Wars, Transformers, Captain Planet and the Planeteers, the Powerpuff Girls, Doug, Ah, Real Monsters, Rocco's Modern World. The guy used to call me Heifer because there was a cow on that show that looked like me. Uh, Beavis and Butthead, which is more of the adult. Ren and Stimpy, again, more towards adult humor. Uh, Daria, which I, feminists love it. It was a very, I remember watching it and being like, I don't get it, but feminists love it. Uh, South Park, which came in 99, so not necessarily the 90s, but dude, they're a monster house today. Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, the Wild Thornberries, which did a crossover with the Rugrats, I believe. Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, X-Men, obviously. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Futurama, DuckTales, Bobby's World, King of the Hill, which is like, I I loved it. I love King of the Hill. I watch it at night too. Johnny Bravo, The Tick, Samurai Jack, which Samurai Jack is so underrated. If you're looking for a show that's like built on tension, not much dialogue, 
And if you want your kids to shut the fuck up at nighttime and just watch a very tense show, but still it's a kid's show, Samurai Jack is what you want to see. And I remember, yeah, I, I used to watch it like, fuck, like, you know, with the volume, whatever. Recess, which I I, I don't know why I recently did it, but I binged watched all of them. And it's a good, it's, 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 yeah, it basically reminds us of the best time of our lives. Recess. Uh, Spider-Man and then Reboot, which is, a, I think it was Canadian and dude, Reboot. Basically, if you were into computers, you're probably a programmer now because you watched Reboot, you know? I just want to be in Reboot. So anyways, with all that being said, those are those are the best of the best. Uh, like I said, I think it comes down to... Again, uh, these shows eventually matured and became, you know, in the spinoff or whatever, but I'm I'm particularly trying to focus between the years 1990 and 1999 what show made the biggest impact in that particular window? You know, listen, uh, just off the top, I know The Simpsons, that was their golden age, so you can't you can't deny them. Um, but they're now they've now become more than just a show. It's like they're they're like a cultural thing, right? Uh Arthur too, again, like I said, Arthur took over like I believe the mantle of like Mr. Rogers of teaching kids uh, you know grown-up lessons, but to the kids. And then Rugrats, because Rugrats made it really fun. Like, it was fun to watch, but you also had these adult themes, too. And, dude, the movie and the merchandise. So that being said, of all, of all, of all the shows that I think really represented the 90s and the look of the 90s, the vibe of the 90s, I have to say... The best kids show of the 90s is. It's Rugrats. It's Rugrats. Because here's the thing. Dragon Ball Z, Batman, I think they're they're geared to more towards uh, you know, the boys. Like, like you know, the boys are gonna be watching that or whatever. It's action violence and all that shit. Magic School Bus was cool, um, but it kind of got repetitive and all that. Um, Dexter's Lab was just a funny, quirky show. The Simpsons was just a, it was just a general, it was, it, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. The Simpsons was like, um, the Simpsons was kind of basically, uh, like a, it's, it's become more than just a cartoon show. It's like, it's like a social commentary on everything. Right. And then now the formula, but in the nineties they were doing jokes as well. But, uh, again, I, I think, I think it, like, you know, it wasn't a show that, necessarily that you could just maybe pop your kid just to watch i think parents would always stick around to be sure like here because you know there was a drunk guy named barney and all that stuff right but if you wanted a show that you could just you know feel innocent that you, your kid could drop um and then there's pokemon which i think the problem with pokemon was that it drove kids so mad and crazy about pokemon that they'd end up spending money on the games and cards and all this bullshit right so you know, maybe parents that were like, you know, a little like, ah, fuck, I don't want my kid getting brainwashed and buying all this shit. They probably turned away. But, the, you know, so I would say I would say the Rugrats of that period, because it was about kids for kids and it was just fucking hilarious. I mean, Tommy Pickles. So anyways, that's how the podcast works. It's now 320. I got to go fucking sleep. Um, I'm going to get the pot out probably. Yeah, Sunday tomorrow or whatever. Um, yeah, 
we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to find out, you know, I don't know how long my car is going to be out of business. Again, if you got a hookup on an 09 alternator for a Mustang, let me know. But that's the best things in life podcast. I've been Kevin Amoki. I can't believe I made it through a fucking night shift podcast with you guys. Uh, I'm excited. You know, maybe I'll go do some crack now because it is Scarborough. But anyways, uh, yeah, that's the best thing in life podcast. I've been Kevin Amoki. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and listen. Go out there and live your best 90s life. Pretend it's the 90s. Fuck, fuck what's going on in the world right now. Pretend it's 1995 and you're about to get lit on some fucking Hanson and Tamagotchi. And I'm just going to keep on saying 90s things. That's the best thing in life podcast. Stay rad.